Hi, I'm Tony Ruggiero, host of the Dew Sweepers for over a dozen years. For a dozen years, I've had the best seat on the lesson tee here as I sat and listened to the world's greatest teachers, the world's greatest mental coaches, fitness experts, equipment experts, anything you needed to play better golf, I was able to bring to you each and every week on PGA Tour Radio. And more importantly, all of these guests, the very best from around the world of golf, were a huge influence on me and my teaching career and shaped everything that I believe today as I help folks play better golf here in the Dew Sweeper Dome. I want to take this chance now as the Dew Sweepers moves on and changes shape and changes form and bring back to you some of my favorite teachers, players, and guests. And hopefully you'll enjoy this opportunity as we bring you the lessons from the legends, the best segments that I've found as I've gone back through these dozen years, and I bring them back to you in the form of this Dew Sweepers podcast. I hope you'll enjoy. And if you hear something you like and you want to reach out to us, or you want to go ahead and find out more instruction and see some of our instructional videos, go to dosweepersgolf.com. That's dosweepersgolf.com. Or you can always find me on Instagram as the Dewsweeper or Dewsweepergolf on Twitter. I hope you enjoy this instruction. I've enjoyed the past dozen years with you each and every week, helping each of you play better golf. Tony is on the tee with Hank Johnson on the Dew Sweepers Network. Here's your host, Tony Ruggiero. Welcome back into the Dew Sweepers, everybody. It is time as we do each and every week. And today, Hank, we're going to talk a little bit about something that I know every serious golfer's contemplated at some point, and they really need to understand what goes along with it, and that's making a swing change. Well, Tony, I'm looking forward to talking about this topic because it's kind of what we deal with all day, every day. And it is a a big question, and there are a lot of opinions out there. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's talk about some of the things that people are going to encounter and and why people should change their swing and so forth. So let's go ahead. Well, I think the first thing is to determine whether you really can make a swing change. You know, there are a few opinions out there that once your swing is established, you really can't change it. Now, that's not true. Uh, You can't change it without a good bit of work. But if you're willing to do the work and take the time, you absolutely can change it uh, permanently so that you've developed a new habit and you have a new golf swing. But it's not a quick process. So you need to understand that, yes, you can make a change, uh, and, yes, it's going to take a good, a good bit of time. Because basically what you're doing is substituting one motor program in your brain for another. You're rewiring the part of your brain that runs your body and moves your body when you make a golf swing. No, let's talk about the stages, Hank, that go into making a swing change. I know you've got you've got them up there on the website for everybody, but I think they're really valuable for people to understand what they're going to go through because so many people come and they they really lose patience. They, you know, I don't think they understand that they are, you know, substituting a motor skill and don't understand the stages that you're going to go through. Well, the stages of motor learning, and I didn't invent these. These are pretty well documented in all the research that uh, the experts in that field have done are the beginning stage. And in the beginning stage, you're trying to do something that's brand new. And whether it's just starting to play golf or changing the way you do it, it's still new. And it's awkward uh, and uncomfortable. Uh, It requires you to remind yourself a lot to do it. The output in terms of the shots is not very good, uh, but the beginning stage is a, is a very awkward, robotic, uncomfortable feeling time. Not very much fun to go through, and some people bail out during that, during that first period. Now, when you've been through the 
beginning stage, you get to the intermediate stage. And the intermediate stage is a is a stage where your performance starts to get better because you get a little bit more natural at doing this new golf swing. And you don't have to remind yourself mentally quite so, so much in terms of what you want to do. You still have to think about it because it won't happen unless you direct your body to do it. But it's less awkward, less uncomfortable, uh, less ro- robotic feeling, and the output is better. Shots get better. And then when you get to the advanced stage, which is the final stage, it's just automatic. You don't have to think about anything. It's your golf swing. You own it. It's your habit. And when you make a swing, that's the way you swing. Now, the beginning stage is fairly short. Let's just think of that in a matter of, as a matter of weeks. The intermediate stage is, the, is a long stage. I mean, it could take from six months to two years, depending on how complicated the swing is. And then when you get to that automatic stage where it's just completely natural, then that will last until the next time you decide to change it. Uh, And hopefully you won't have to change it again if you get on the right program. But you have to get through that uncomfortable early stage to ever get to the point where you've got a chance to permanently, permanently change it. But those are the three stages, beginning, intermediate, and advanced. And I think the thing that that I would want all of our listeners to remember is every time you change your mind about the way you want to swing, you go back to the beginning stage. And it doesn't really make any difference about the quality of what you're changing to. That's still still where you go. And I guess the, the point there is don't change too many times. If it's going to take a couple of years to get this thing into the form of an automatic uh, habit, then you, you, you just want to limit the number of times you change your mind about the way you want to swing. Talk for a second, if you will, about the importance of doing drills or doing things to train yourself the new habit away from the golf ball. So many people, I know my students, uh, I struggle with this, but they want to do the new swing with the golf ball. I know in your book, How to Win the Three Games of Golf, I know there's so many things in there, drills that we do away from away from the golf ball, away from the golf course. Talk about the importance and how it speeds up the learning process if you do it without the ball. Well, the more you em- emphasize performance, the less likely you are to do anything other than whatever your dominant habit is. Now, once you have the swing you want, that's a good thing because you can be coming down the stretch in a tournament and you don't make all of a sudden out of the clear blue sky a different swing. You just keep making the same one that you've trained yourself to make. So in that case, it's a good thing. But in the beginning, if you're focused too much on the outcome or performance, then your brain is going to make you continue to make your old swing. That's why it's so hard to change a swing. If you're hitting a shot that you care about, it just it just doesn't seem to work. So you got to separate learning and performance. And the best way to do that is to take the ball out of the equation. You have a posture that you want to stand in. Well, you can rehearse that without hitting the ball. You have a grip you want to use. You can rehearse that without using a ball. You have a backswing plane that you want to use. You can use a mirror and rehearse that without a ball. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can do that simulate the movement of a golf swing without hitting a ball at the same time, and you can change your motion faster if you don't complicate it by putting the performance factor in there. you got to spend some time just shadow boxing where you're just making the movements that you want to make without trying to hit a ball with it at the same time. You've put a list of some reasons that people give up or they, they quit in this journey to make a swing change. And I guess that's the reason so few people really get better is the inability to stick with it. But why don't you go over some of the reasons that some of the people abandon these swing changes? This is a list of reasons that people bail out that I really got from reading some motor learning resources. So this is not an original list, but it's pretty good. We already talked about the fact that change is going to be uncomfortable and humans don't like being uncomfortable. So it's it's a built-in 
natural thing for you to resist change because it is uncomfortable. One of my tour player students says that change is inconvenient, and, and it is. But if you're going to do something different, it's necessary. I think, you know, one of the things that gets in the way is the chaos that's, that sometimes comes with trying to change. There's always a period of adjustment where things are uncomfortable and not familiar, and some people just don't have much tolerance for that. Some people are more willing to be uncomfortable than others. And if you, if you run into a person as a student, or if you are a person who has very little tolerance for being uncomfortable or for doing in, doing something other than in a very perfectionistic way, you're going to have a hard time changing because you're not going to want to go through the discomfort that change requires. Let's talk about lack of patience and, and great expectations, some of, the, some of the other things that cause people to go ahead and give up. Now, Tony, you know we don't ever run anybody, into anybody that has a lack of patience. No, no, me you included. Know, you know the new saying in America is, I want it now and I want it delivered. That's right, exactly, exactly. And our students, they're, they're perfect examples of that in most cases. Well, I think the thing that's really surprising is how a person can swing the wrong way for 20 years and then give up on the efforts to make a swing the right way in 20 minutes. But it, 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 it is a tendency that our society breeds. And I think the deal is you just got to make a long-term commitment that you're just going to do it the new way until it starts to work. And again, I'm not going to say that's easy, but it is necessary. You just got to get on a different track and stay on it. Let's talk about expectations. How, should your ex- how do your expectations affect your ability to progress and to stick with the swing change? Well, if you, if you think about it from this perspective, disappointment is not fun, but you can't have disappointment without expectation. The disappointment has to be based on not getting something that you expected to get. So if you, if you go into a lesson program or you go into a swing change program and you're expecting immediate dramatic improvement, that's unrealistic and you're setting yourself up for a letdown. So you, you're setting yourself up for frustration and anxiety and and, you know, you're going to end up probably backing away from the program because you're just not going to be able to handle the disappointment. Now, the key is just not, not to have any expectation other than expect yourself to do it the right way every time. I have a young student who's going through a change program uh, this summer, and it's the right time to do it uh, because there's not really any pressure this summer on, on this young player's game unless, unless it's pressure that they put on themselves. But I've I've suggested that when they go and play in a tournament, rather than write down the score, write down the number of times they had their mind in the right place before they played the shot. In other words, they've got some things that they're supposed to focus on. Now, they're not necessarily swing things, but there's a place that their mind is supposed to be before every swing. And I just want them to give themselves a pass-fail grade on every stroke on the golf course based on that criteria, not necessarily the score that they shoot, not right now, because... They're going to they're gonna turn in a score, but that's not the major objective. The major objective is to get the game adjusted for some things that are coming later on. So I think you just got to make sure that whatever expectations you have are, are reasonable and, and are not becoming a stumbling block. Hank, wonderful stuff as always. I think we really helped help some people out. I think we helped some teachers out there with their students. If people pay attention to this stuff and really understand it, I think it will help them as they venture on into making swing changes and improving their game. Well, I hope so, Tony. You know, this this show is a lot of fun, and I know it's reaching a lot of people, and I appreciate uh, 
you giving me the opportunity to be a part of it. Well, as always, it's great information, Hank. And for all you Dew Sweepers out there, if you're thinking about making a swing change, go to DewSweepersGolfShow.com and read Hank's insights into making a swing change. I think you'll be better off if you do. Hank, we'll look forward to talking to you next week as we go on the tee. question for tony email it to tony at dewsweepersgolfshow.com the dew sweepers will be right back with more tips for your swing A getaway that gives you more? Escape the stress of the holidays with exciting events throughout December at Isle Casino Hotel Biloxi. Join us on New Year's Eve and you can drive home a winner in our Mustang and Martinis giveaway. Dance to the live music of Bucktown All-Stars. Then ring in 2009 with party favors and a champagne toast at midnight. Visit on Fridays when we're giving away aisle play or promo chips every half hour in our $5,000 stocking stuffer hot seat. Play your favorite slots and tables to earn our gifts this month. A bread tray and one of two collectible Christmas ornaments all designed by artist Mary Moran. This December, celebrate the season with us at Isle Casino Hotel Biloxi, your everyday getaway. Must be 21. For complete details, visit the Isle One Club. Promotion subject to change or cancellation without prior notice. Management reserves all rights. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. Are you looking to improve at the game of golf? Do you want to swing better and score better? Call 877-752-3881. The Hank Johnson School of Golf is founded on the research-based fundamental principles of effective motor skill learning and performance. That assures that each and every student is given the optimum opportunity to permanently improve their golf swing in the shortest possible time. Instructors are trained in the latest and most effective coaching techniques to help you learn to swing better and learn to apply them on the golf course to lower your scores, whether it's at a club or in a competitive setting. We measure our success based upon the competitive performance of our students. Our records indicate that we have the ability to help golfers get better, faster than any other golf instructional organization in the world. The Hank Johnson School of Golf is home of Hank Johnson, the 2004 PGA Teacher of the Year and Golf Digest Top 50 Instructor. For more information on golf instruction and packages available at the Hank Johnson School of Golf, call 877-752-3881. 